This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everybody, Tim McMaster here with Bill Chastain, our MLB.com Rays reporter on the podcast this week. We're going to get you ready for spring training if you're planning on heading down to Port Charlotte to check out the Rays. We'll tell you what the cool things to do are down there besides the Rays and also within the ballpark, what's going on with that. Before we get to that, Bill, though, some news. And I want to start with, um, for anybody who just... Finished up with the Super Bowl, obviously, over the weekend. Hasn't been paying a lot of attention to baseball um, over the last couple of months. Lucky for you because it's obviously been slow if you're one of those people. But, uh, Bill, when you look at the Rays, what they've done in the last couple of months since the end of the 2017 season, how would you sum it up for fans who are just getting back on board? Obviously, Evan Longoria is the big headliner that they traded him away, but uh, they've done some other things. Yeah, that's the big one, um, and... And in return, in that deal, they also got uh, Christian Arroyo, who looks like he's going to be, he was the Giants' top pick, I mean, uh, top prospect, according to MLB Pipeline. Uh, he's a guy who can play all the positions in the infield. Uh, I don't think he's played first base, but he came up last year with them, uh, with the Giants, uh, had a little cup of coffee, and then he broke his hand. I talked to him last week, and he said his hand is fine. So I think this is one guy to get excited about. Um you know, he brought in several guys, uh, second baseman, and uh, right now we're just kind of waiting to see what's going to happen. Uh, you know, once things kind of break loose, uh, are they going to go totally young? Are they going to try and patch a few things? Uh, I, I'm I'm beginning to think that they might, uh, if the market is suppressed like it looks. You know, who knows? They might end up uh, coming away with a bargain or two and. And, uh, and seeing what they can do with that. Yeah, this could really end up being an offseason where teams you didn't expect to be busy kind of get things done on the free agent market, but that's still to be decided here in the next couple of weeks. Hard to believe we're really less than two weeks away to pitchers and catchers reporting, and the big storyline has obviously been that nearly 100 free agents still out there unsigned, so a lot to get to for sure. Um, Danny Echeverria won his arbitration case over the last week. He'll get $5.9 million the team uh, was offering 5.35 million, so he wins. Um, does that mean any? Is he any more likely to be traded, Bill, because of the higher price tag? Do you think that now weighs in at all to what they're thinking? I think in either in either price tag, you know, I mean, what's what's a couple of hundred thousand among friends, right? Sure. Um, I think either either way, there he's still susceptible to that, depending on which way the team decides to go. I know if he's if they really are going for it this year and, and, and want to continue to really, you know, try to be in contention. I think he would be a player you really want to keep because, you know, money can't be better spent than on a quality shortstop. And he proved to, you know, uh, what a quality shortstop he was last year playing with the team. So um, is he going to be going? I don't know. You know, I, I do think one thing that's important to remember when we look at all these prospects 
there's still a huge difference between being a prospect and a major leaguer. So even if, you know, the Rays got the top four greatest prospects going, you know, it, it's hard to imagine all four of them hitting the major leagues in stride. So, uh, you know, would, it, would Willie Adamas, you know, if he, if he had the shortstop job be the guy? Who knows? Maybe, maybe he's been in the minor leagues long enough to where he's ready to take the ball and run. You know, but that's one of those things that I don't think you can answer until you really start seeing them play with major leaguers. Yeah, more often than not, there are some struggles, certainly for any rookie um, early on, if not after a couple of months once adjustments are made. Um, speaking of the prospect side of things, obviously Brennan McKay was the club's top pick in the draft last June. And uh, reading through your mailbag a little bit this week, Bill, um, and somebody brought up a good point since McKay is a guy, obviously, um, that can really hit it and hit for power at first base, but he was also a great pitcher in college. A lot of people liked him more as a pitcher than a hitter in the draft. And somebody brought up the thought of having him be the first baseman and the closer at some point, uh, imagining him in the big leagues um, playing first base for eight innings and then taking a few steps over and stepping on the mound and finishing things off. It's a fascinating thing to think about. Yeah, and uh, when I got that question, I, I kind of got a kick out of it because then I started thinking about the logistics of it. And, you know, most pitchers, I, I believe it's nine pitches you get coming in. So, I mean, you, you would think he'd have to go down to the bullpen and warm up some. So what happens if he's scheduled to hit in the bottom of the eighth or the top of the ninth and, um, he's, and, he's, and he needs to warm up a little bit? So uh, I like the idea, though. I, I don't see why you can't try some things that uh, – you know, none of this stuff is, you know, cast in stone. And I, and I, I kind of salute the Rays for um, taking a look around and maybe seeing, you know, trying some new things. They've always, you know, been kind of willing to experiment. And I think that that's part of, you know, the attraction to him was to see, you know, how far they can take it with him. Yeah, he's going to be a fun guy to watch throughout his way up through the minor leagues, which should, uh, I think, if the team has – what it expects, as a college guy, he could move quickly through the minor leagues, and it may not be too long before people start to get a look at him um, with Tampa Bay on their minds. All right, let's think. Let's talk spring training a little bit. Uh, Port Charlotte is obviously where the team heads. It's one of the shorter trips as far as teams go and, and going to spring training. Um, the ballpark is Charlotte Sports Park and 2014 Reader's Choice Award for Best Spring Training Facility. The Rays have been down there since 2009. And, Bill, um, it's a nice little park. It's it's away from things a little bit. There's a nice parking lot where you can obviously get there. And, and I think the way it's set up with the stadium and then the practice fields around it, it's, it's a good setup as far as if you get down there early before the game start. There's plenty of wandering you can do, and you can take in a lot of things. And, and it's always been um, one of the facilities that I look forward to visiting when I'm down in Florida. Yeah, it's got a lot of cool things. I mean, they uh, you know made some improvements a couple of years ago, and they added a boardwalk, you know, so you can walk all the way around the outfield. Uh, if you're parched, there's a nice little bar in center field, and you can and you feel like you're right on top of the field from there. Um, I think the park itself kind of reminds me of, you know, I can remember back in the in the '60s going to Al Lopez Field in Tampa, which is where I grew up. And you know, you could you could buy a ticket to the game and go to the game. You know, it wasn't quite as demand like it is now, and, and you felt like you were right there with the players, and the players would sign autographs, and, and, you know, it's set up for that kind of thing. It's a lot more casual feel, and uh, you mentioned the backfields. That's always a nice thing, too, particularly if you're up on the, uh, you know, who's in the, uh, you know, the Rays farm system. You know, you might see any one of those guys playing in that, you know, quad of, there's a quad, basically, of 
four fields. Uh, you got to be careful though, because a lot of times they'll pop up <laughs> and a pop foul from one. And, and if you're watching the game on the other field, you can get take one on the noggin, but um, it's kind of cool setup. I agree. Yeah, and if you're down there early on in the spring, um, there's a lot of opportunities as far as autographs go because I know the players, when they get to the, the quad fields, as you called it, um, they basically have to walk by uh, a wall of or a rope long of, of fans with things to sign. And, and obviously at that point in the year, the players are thrilled to be doing that sort of thing. So from an autograph standpoint, it's a nice facility as well. Is there a, when you think about the ballpark itself, is there maybe a, an interesting viewpoint that, that someone who hasn't been down there should try to check out if they're at a spring training game, whether it's out in the outfield or somewhere in the, uh, the inner workings of the ballpark? Well, I personally like, uh, you know, I watch so many games from behind home plate. I like to go out and every now and then just stand on the other side of left field just to see the game from that viewpoint. Um, there's places if you, if you want to have shade, you know, you could be in, in the shade or if you're uh, one of the, you know, want to get, bathed in the sun that there's plenty of opportunities for that as well i i just think there's a lot of different opportunities for a lot of different things uh, at that part and like you say probably the the one big drawback is is probably just um getting there compared to some of the other parks but they do have uh you know a nice parking setup and um you know most everything else you could want in a spring park yeah it's not exactly downtown i would say that but uh how about port charlotte um are there any um spots that you like to visit as far as restaurants going and getting a bite to eat outside of the ballpark or do you usually head elsewhere for food? Well, most of them, um, you know, they've got most of the major chain restaurants. Um, there's a couple of mom and pop, you know, that you, you might feel around. Uh, and, you know, as you head towards the beaches, you know, there's some good seafood restaurants. So, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty laid back. I mean, uh, you know, if you're going there, you're going there to watch baseball pretty much so. Absolutely. I will say about all the uh, pretty much all the my or the Florida spring training sites is no matter which one you're in, whether it's up near Tampa or, or down in, in Fort Lauderdale, no matter where you are, you're near a beach, obviously. And there's always good seafood to be found. Little hole in the wall mom and pop shops um, uh, down near the water, sometimes off the beaten path. So that's always what I'm looking for uh, when I'm down there. One thing that I'll share with you, Bill, from my uh, I think I've been to Port Charlotte now three times. Um, for the Rays all before the game started, um, so back when it's all practices. It's the only place where I've parked, gotten out of my car, and seen an alligator. Um, <laughs> there's that little, like, right near the parking lot, there's that little water area. There's like, almost like a little pond. And, right. uh, yeah, alligators. So I quickly made my way into the facility on <laughs> that day. But that, that was definitely one time. I've driven through Alligator Alley in Florida and seen them, but never in the parking lot of one of the spring training facilities. So um, <laughs> that was a memorable moment from Florida. All right, this has been MLB.com Extras, our Rays edition. For Bill Chastain, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.